Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. Boy, I hope that you're doing well because your boy is doing well. Let me tell you something. I had a powerful Sunday at church. Boy, did we have a good time. And boy, did I get an opportunity to preach. I preached out of the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 7 to 13. I talked about the mission of the 12. Boy, do I have a word for you today. I want to let you know that whatever's going on in your life, I don't care how bad it seems. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is fighting for you. God is going to prevail in your circumstance. Keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your eyes on trusting in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, family. We have a friend in the name of Jesus. I'm so elated. I'm so pumped up. I'm so glad to be able to talk to you today, to talk to you about the goodness of God. Let me tell you something. Me and my pastor friend, Nathan, Boy, we had a good time. We were so pumped up. We were so elated about the goodness of God. Let me tell you something. You can trust in Jesus Christ because he's capable and able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and think. Let me tell you something. Boy, I talked about these four highlights. Uh, I talked about we must be able to, first of all, we must be able to trust Christ, walk in God's given authority, living by faith and not by sight in partnership. Let me tell you something. There's so much meat in those verses that guess what? I could have went on and on because Jesus Christ is, he's getting ready to let his disciples see what it is to be like him on the earth because eventually Christ is going to go to the cross. He's going to redeem mankind. He's going to, he's going to put us in the right place. But let me tell you, so I'm so pumped up because guess what? August 18th, this week, this podcast show will be a year old. Let me tell you something. God has grew this family tremendously. He has let us just been leading us all the way. As I tell you all the time, this podcast is God's podcast. This is not a show created for me. This is created for Jesus Christ to give glory to God, to give honor to his holy name. Boy, do I thank God for all his goodness. I thank him for what all he's doing in the earth today. I want to let you know that whatever problem that you got, that you can trust in God. And y'all know my favorite slogan is this very one simple thing. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God is fighting for you. I know sometimes it feels like that you just so alone. You feel like, man, if God is for me, I wouldn't be going through all this. You know, uh, one thing that I've been able to do this year is being able to talk about how the podcast is growing and where we're being heard. At. And I'm going to do that just now, but I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to start with the countries first. I like to thank the country of Belgium, Canada, Ecuador, United Kingdom, Iran, the Philippines, Australia, Puerto Rico, Germany, uh, Russia, and the country of Spain and the United States. I would like to uh, thank the place in the United States where we're being heard at. I would like to thank uh, the state of Illinois, which is my home state. I live in the city of Chicago. I'd like to thank Texas, South Carolina, New York, Louisiana, Minnesota, Colorado, California, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Indiana, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Connecticut, New Jersey, Missouri, Maryland, Arkansas, Wisconsin, Virginia, Oklahoma, Michigan, Kansas, Iowa, in Arizona, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast family. I want to thank you for showing your support and listening to the podcast. I pray that God would bless y'all, that God would take your situations and circumstances, that he would turn it around. I'm so pumped up, family, because guess what? I know that God is good. I, I, I know I said last week how God had flooded my heart with all this peace. He has given me unspeakable joy. He has allowed me to just to have a taste of what it feels like and understand to know that God is God. Let me tell you something. 
I know that God can do anything and everything. I don't question whether there's a God or not. I know there's a God. You can't tell me there's not a God. And guess what? I told you, I understand how Daniel continued to pray when he knows this, that there's a thing saying, saying that, you know, anybody continues to pray that they be thrown the lion's den because he wasn't worried about dying because guess what? He knew God was ultimately in control. And I know God is ultimately in control. So I'm not sitting around here worrying about anything. I'm just giving it all to God and leaving it in his hands because he's capable and able to take care of you and me because he's God alone all by himself. Let me tell you something. You can trust in God, family. You got to know that God can do it. But before we get started, I'll be reading from the New Living Translations today. I want to tell you that God is faithful. God is good. God is just. And he's capable of taking your circumstances circumstances and flipping them around. So let's open up in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you, Father, for this day. I pray for your people, Father, that you would bless them, that whatever situation they have gone in their life, that you would turn it around, that you would give them hope and peace, Father, that you would show up for them, and that you would do it for them, Father, that you just would bless your people in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. God, I just thank you, Father, because you are capable and able to bring us through all kind of things, God, that you are there for us, you're fighting for us, Father, that you're going to let us prevail. You're going to prevail, Father, because we get the victory through your name. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Family, I'm pumped up. Like I said, I'll be reading from the, from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 7 through 13, and I'll be explaining these highlights that I talked about earlier. It says this, and he called his 12 disciples together and began to send them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. In other words, then you see the partnership, the two by two, and you're going to see the authority. He gave them authority to cast out evil spirits. Did you hear that? He's talking about he's going to let them go out in partnership. Let me tell you something. Partnership is one of the most powerful things that you can have. And I'm going to break it down, family. Now, I was on YouTube earlier, and I didn't, you know, I didn't get into the full details, but I'm going to get into details with, with you on the podcast show. So if you want to hear some more, go to YouTube. Look up You're Not Alone podcast show, hosted by Danny Hampton, and you, and, and, and you, and you hear some more. Now, let me tell you about this, what partnership is. What it's, 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 it's just I want you to know. And he began to send them out uh, two by two. The word apostle comes from the Greek word apostille, which means sent out. In other words, today, our modern apostles are your missionaries to go around the world sharing the gospel with people. They go to place where people have, don't know God, and they try to bring God into the mist, into a dark world. And let me tell you something. There, I'm talking about, you got to understand, there are parable accounts in Matthew 10, Chapter 10, verses 1 through 42, and Luke 9, verses 1 through 6, as well as accounts on sending out this, uh, the 70 in Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. These accounts vary somewhat as we would expect as stories that have their own or, origins and oral traditions. Jesus sent out the, the 12, two by two. This strategy is powerful for three reasons. A partner bestows strength. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and does not have another to lift him up. This is found in the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter four, verse 10. Not only do partnerships protect each other from physical dangers, but they also provide a pleasant companionship and encouragement each other's through difficult circumstances. See, that's partnership. Let me tell you something. No man can do ministry on his own. Uh, no woman can do ministry. You need to have people around you. You need people to be praying for you. You need people to help you because guess what? Ministry is not something that you just do by yourself. It's do with people, all kind of people helping you, people helping you uh, 
through whatever means that they need to help you through. Understand this. Then the second, a person lends credibility based upon Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 19. It requires two or three witnesses to convict a person of a crime because a single witness is likely to make a mistake. For that same reason, one witness has less credibility than two. An importance of consideration when sending disciples to bear witness, Jesus could have sent them in groups of threes, but two people are usually more efficient than three. In a group of three, often two will bound with each other and will not fully accept the third. Understand this. Jesus know what he was doing. He know that them boys was going to go out two by two, that one would help the other, one would encourage the other, that they would be able to do the work of God, that they would be able to work together and they would be able to bring forth fruits to the kingdom of God. You got to notice in third, it says a partnership fosters accountability. A person is likely to succumb to temptation when a, a when, when accompanied by a partner. In other words, so guess what? If you're getting weak and you got your partner, they know what they're going to do. He's going to say, hey, Danny, let's keep the fight going because God is going to be with us. God is going to help us along the way. God is going to give us the strength. He told us to go out here alone. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ gave these guys partnerships. Then he gave them authority. And, this is, and, 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 and he gave them authority over the unclean spirits, Mark 7 does not mention teaching, which he had been an important component of Jesus' ministry. This emphasis for the disciples on this particular journey is on preaching, casting out demons, and healing the sick. Eight, he commanded them that they should not take nothing for the journey except a staff only. No bread, no wallet, no money. Do you understand this? Now, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is what Jesus was doing. No, you got to be able to trust Christ. Let me tell you something. I, I talked about this staff, and I'm going to share it with y'all. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. In the book of Exodus, when Moses encountered God at the burning bush, he has a staff in his hand. What did God tell him? He said, drop the staff on the ground. And when he dropped the staff on the ground, it became a stake. And when he grabbed the staff, it became a staff again. But let me tell you something. Not only that, but I'm going to show you the significance of the staff. Uh, it represents God on earth, power, anointing. In, uh, uh, then in, in, in Exodus chapter 17, there's, it's this time God tells Moses that he wants him to send Joshua to, to battle. And Moses has his staff. His staff is going to represent God on the earth. And so what's going to happen is, as Joshua is in battle, Moses is going to climb to the top of the mountain. He's going to overwatch the battle, but he has to hold the staff up. As long as he's holding the staff up, the children of Israel are winning in the battle. But when the staff drops, the enemy begins to gain strategy. But his two partners, Aaron and Hur, guess what they did? They climb up to the mountain. They take a stone and say, hey, Moses, have a seat. And they, on one person took the other hand, the other one took the other hand, and they held up Moses' hand until sunset. And Joshua got the victory over his enemy. Staff represented God on the earth. And then there's a prophet in 2 Kings by the name of Elisha. He, there's a Shulamite woman whose son is laid dead. She goes after the prophet to see what he was going to do about the situation. And when the prophet hears her and sees us, he tells his servant Gehazi, he said, take this staff. I want you to go and lay it on a child. The staff is representing his anointing to lift this child up. Now, God, all he does, now Christ, all he does is send his disciples out two by two 
only with his staff because he wants to show them that guess what? He can provide for them, that he can take care of them in the midst of this journey. Let me tell you something. God can take care of you and me. He can do it all on his own. And it says this, let's go to verse eight. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveling bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes because guess what? God is going to give them the victory. God is going to be with them in the midst of all of this, even though Jesus is going to lay back He's going to let them go out and experience what he had experienced. Because what's going to happen is Jesus eventually is going to go to the cross. He's going to end up with all authority. He's going to be sitting at the right hand of his father. But these disciples are going to be on the earth. And they're going to be able to go out and do all the things that Christ had did. They're going to be able to go out and cast out demons, heal the sick. They're going to be able to do it all because guess what? Because God is with them. He has given them the authority that he has to go out to do these things. Let me tell you something. And they had a very simple message. Let me tell you something. Repent. Let me tell you something. It's the same message that we preach today. The gospel repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They weren't saying that then. They said repent from your sins and turn to God because Jesus Christ hadn't went to the cross yet. But now since Jesus Christ has been to the cross and he's resurrected. So when we baptize, we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. Jesus paid the ultimate price for you and me when he went to Calvary for us. He put us in right relationship with God. He restored us into the right path of life. I'm so pumped up this morning. I just got to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Understand that God is with you. He's fighting for you. He's in the battle with you. Let me tell you something. God can do it. And let me tell you something. August the 18th, here we come. Be a year old. Let me tell you something. This month, me and Pastor Nathan, we're going to launch a Bible study in the Pilsen community. And guess what? With the hopes of building a church family, and I'll be teaching out of the book of John, trying to explain who Christ is and what the Bible is really about, because it's all about Jesus Christ. And I'm believing that people are going to come out and we're going to have a good time. We're going to have some refreshments. We're going to celebrate. We're going to talk about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want you to be pumped up with me because I'm so pumped up because this is God all by himself. There has nothing to do with me. This is God and his word working. Family, I'm so pumped up. Let's get back. It says this. He said he allowed them to wear sandals, but not take a change of clothes wherever you go. He said, stay in the same house until you leave town. In other words, because what God wants people to do, he wants the people, the believers, first ought to show hospitality to the disciples. That guess what? This, because the gospel is good news and the gospel of peace. Now, when they go to these people, they're going to be sharing God's word and they're going to be encouraging people. And the people are going to supply them with their needs because that's what hospitality does. And let me tell you something. The gospel is about unity. It's about being there for one another. It's about being there for each other in the struggle. It's about showing up for your fellow man and your fellow brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I'm so pumped up. And guess what? Now, now understand this. Now, when God's seeing you, not everybody's going to receive the Lord. Let me tell you something. I got a little of this, a little of that, some of that going on. But guess what? I'm believing in God. And what I mean by this, guess what? I have people writing to me from all over the world. Some people write to me and they tell me how they love God and how much they appreciate God. But then there's some other people who come to me and say, hey, what you're saying ain't true. I don't get mad with them because they say that. I understand that they're hurt. 
I understand that they have a different view. And I tell them just like this, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm only telling you about my testimony, about what God did for me. I understand you might not be able to receive it, but that's all right. I'm not going to try to come at you and force you to believe in what I believe. I believe that God is capable and able to bring anybody into his family without me. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. You don't have to fight with people when they write stuff. Just continue to write back into them with love. And what eventually happened is they'll stop writing because once they realize that they can't get an argument out of you, that you're not going to try to force your God on them because this is what Jesus is going to tell his disciples when they go to places like this. You have to understand this. When people reject the gospel, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ because the gospel is the good news. It's to bring you into right relationships with God. It's meant to turn your circumstances around. It's about giving you hope in the midst of your pain. And check it out. This is what he said. But if any place refused to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have that those that they have abandoned those people to their fate. That means that guess what? You got a right to do what you want to do. I'm not going to force Jesus on you because it's the gospel. It's the good news of peace. And if you're able to hear, it says this in the gospel, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. He that has eyes to see, let them see. You got to know that Jesus Christ is the way. And I pray and hope that everyone receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But I'm truly believing. I hope that people do. And like I said now the disciples God gave them authority which you see and also we see that they had to live by faith and not by sight that meant that they had to trust that God that people would provide for them that God would make a way for them could you imagine that when they came back home how excited they was to be able to tell Jesus Christ along the way guess what we didn't have this. We didn't have that. They gave us this. They gave us that. And God just was letting them know that God got people all over the world who are willing to do for his people. Understand this, that God can take care of you wherever you're at. You can go. If Jesus Christ tells you he has a, a mission for you, understand this. He has already set provisions before you. And that's what Jesus Christ was showing his disciples, that they must trust Christ because provisions will be provided for them along the way. Even if you don't see it, God will be there for you. God will make a way for you out of nowhere because he's that kind of God. He's a good God. He's a just God. He's a righteous God. He's an on-time God. Can I get an amen? Remember this, whatever's on your heart and man is on God's heart, man. Let's keep on rolling, family. And it says this, so the disciples went out telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. As you can see, his whole point was very simple. His point was very simple. He told them that they must repent and turn from their sins and turn to God. And then in verse 13, it said, and they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with oil, olive oil. The olive oil represents the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ sent these boys out. Them boys were able to do what he did. So let's close out in prayer. I just want to tell you, I thank y'all for listening to the podcast. I thank y'all for being a part of this family. Y'all just don't know how happy y'all make me just uh, be able to talk to y'all. I want to thank y'all for being with me this year. I want to tell you, I appreciate, you know, all the support that you have given this show. I'm praying for you that God will bless you in whatever situation is going on in your life, that he would take it and turn it around. I believe that God is a good God. I believe he's an on-time God. I believe that he can do whatever he says he can do. I truly believe the word. I believe that there is only one God. 
and he sits high and he looks low and he's invisible. His son sits at his right hand. So let's close out in prayer, family. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I thank you for the day, Father. I pray for your people that this week will be a blessed week for them, Father. As we get ready to celebrate our first year anniversary of this podcast, we thank you, Father, that you brought us through a year that you allowed us to grow and allow us just to be a family. God, I don't know what we would do without you. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness, Father. I pray for those who don't listen to the podcast, Father, that you bless people all around the world, that they would get to know you and know that you are mighty and a just God like I know. Father, I just thank you for the day. I give you the glory. I give all honor to your holy name. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, I got to get up on out of here. But you know my favorite slogan? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and God loves you. I got to get out of here. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Have a blessed day. Can't wait to talk to you again. Bye-bye.